So I, we got a question after one of our sessions when we touched upon narcissism, and um, I won't, I'll only read this one little portion, but um, the person that wrote it in just says that she recognized the narcissistic abuse in her own marriage, and she's feeling stuck, and there's, uh, she sees that there's no way she could ever work nor see any way to escape. She feels totally lost in her own identity, and she wanted us to talk about that more in depth. So I don't know more about the situation, but she could either be dealing with a narcissist or somebody who's putting on narcissistic behaviors, I guess. Yeah, for sure. It's really hard to to diagnose actually somebody with narcissistic personality disorder, but a lot of people can, or some people can exhibit symptoms of narcissistic personality disorder, especially if they lack empathy. Mm. So, um, a narcissistic person, that trait, they, um, the personality um, disorder actually, they lack empathy and they have a grandiose sense of self. So those are like pretty much like that's the criteria of narcissistic personality disorder but now how their behavior is you really how we would diagnose somebody with that disorder is to see their behavior um in different situations mm-hmm. and for like an extended period of time so again it's really hard to diagnose this but also narcissistic personality disorder clients who have or people who generally have this disorder don't really seek counseling because they don't really think anything is wrong with them mm-hmm. they don't have the ability to self-reflect Gotcha. And one of the things, ways that they, they are master manipulators. And one of the ways that they do that is by a term called gaslighting. And that is a term used to describe the person, the, the uh, gaslighting. So basically, if you are the victim of gaslighting, you are made to feel crazy and you cannot identify or it's difficult for you to identify your reality or see your reality clearly right it makes you feel like you're going crazy and it makes you feel like you're doing everything wrong and it's all your fault mm-hmm. and that's kind of what the na- narcissistic uh, person does if it doesn't happen right away it happens slowly because in the beginning a narcissistic individual comes off as charismatic a people person and so you think like somebody who is a people person and is able to be charismatic may have empathy right because they're able to connect mm-hmm. but really they're not it's superficial yeah, they're connecting to others on a superficial level, um, and they may because even they ad- might want something from you, or well, they want you to admire them. They want your admiration, so they might not necessarily want um, anything from you specifically, but they want you to admire them, and they want you to see them as this perfect individual. And oftentimes, in just the Muslim community or like communities of faith they can even appear very humble and very religious because those are characteristics that are um, those are characteristics characteristics that are found to be um, valued in that culture or society yeah yeah <laughs> so they mask they ma- they they basically have like a false self on all the time and the only time that the, the only people that really truly know who they are is somebody who's married to that person or somebody they've like lived with that person. Mm-hmm. 
or they've known that person for an extended period of time and it slowly starts to creep in where you're yep. constantly feeling like talk like this edge around that person yeah totally and, yeah um if you're in a relationship with somebody who exhibits narcissistic behaviors mm-hmm. but is not necessarily a narcissist um do you see that relationship ever becoming fruitful yeah for sure so one of the biggest um things one of the biggest traits of a narcissist one of the traits of a narcissist is to gaslight but many people can gaslight even if they are not a narcissist and so one of the things that we want to do is increase empathy of that person and also um, help them take accountability but that's the part that's the most important right like nobody can change unless they take accountability for their life Mm -hmm. Um, and no marriage can be successful if if both people don't take accountability for their actions in the relationship and the role that they played in the relationship and so to be able to realize your mistakes and be okay with your mistakes is really important and if your spouse and your partner is able to do that they probably aren't a true narcissist right they might just be exhibiting characteristics of narcissism so would you say if you're with a true narcissist like even if they're not diagnosed and um they exhibit everything about it do you see that relationship ever being fruitful um I think that at that point you're learning to manage the relationship and if you are in a situation where they're your relative then again you're managing that relationship and you're setting really strong boundaries and realizing that they will never change Mm. and so there's a quote that says like self-care is also not arguing with people who um whose life's arguing with people who are determined to misunderstand you and so your job is now to like accept them for who they are and understand that your reality is different than their reality, their distorted reality, and make sure that you're not internalizing their distorted view of you because mm-hmm. they, have, they have built a distorted view of you in order to uphold their image of perfection. Everything is your fault. The blame always goes on to the person that they're closest to so that they can uphold this image to themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and so with that said, like, you have to be able to recognize your own reality internally and accepting that they will never acknowledge your reality. Yeah. And that's really hard. And it's hard to be in a relationship like that. So I don't know if that would be a fruitful relationship. Maybe that would be just a relationship that you're managing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's sort of like, it's hard when you're in a family relationship with somebody mm-hmm. that's, that, ha- that is a narcissist. How would you, like, is there, like, steps or anything like that on how to cope with somebody who you can't really cut out of your life? Yeah, for sure. Um, So one of the things is to be able to really understand gaslighting. Gaslighting is um, the way that a gaslighter manipulates manipulates your reality and your sense of reality is by minimizing, uh, minimizing any conflicts or minimizing any of your pain associated with what they're doing denying what they've said to you um they will blame you for things that are not your fault they might say things like well the only reason i yelled and reacted this way is because you did x y and z if you didn't do x y and z then i wouldn't have reacted that way and then guess what if you're the type of person who is wanting to like fix the relationship you're like okay if only i don't do x y and z and so you stop doing x y z but then x y z turns into a b c and mm-hmm. it's something else. Mm-hmm. And so then they're like, if only you stopped doing this thing, then I wouldn't react in that way. And you slowly start to realize that no matter what you do, mm-hmm. 
and how much you give up and then you slowly end up giving away yourself basically yeah. so that's how it starts so you slowly end up giving yourself away giving your per- or like just um not having a personality basically and only trying to please the other person slowly in in hopes that their behavior will change and at the end of it you're you've lost your identity yeah but it's a very slow pro- process oh goodness yes very much so yeah and so yeah to be able to deal with it i guess the question that you would ask to be able to deal with it is to really like in your mind be like there's some truths that you have you have to have just because I do X, Y, and Z doesn't give you the right to treat me poorly no matter what I've done, mm-hmm. right? Like, just because I treat you poorly doesn't mean you treat me poorly. It does, just doesn't, relationships just don't operate on that, mm-hmm. uh, uh, operate that way. Um, you're allowed to be upset. You're allowed to have your feelings about a situation. Um, and just notice when they're denying. Like, I would even just, like, I tell people, like, if they're in stuck in a narcissistic relationship, to write down all the things that have made them feel like this is the breaking point and this is the end. So write it all down. And then when the person tries to like apologize or say, I'm so sorry, this will never happen again. Or um, they try to, to act as if they're guilty, but then nothing changes. Then you can go back to your list and be like, okay, but here are all the reasons why this person, like these are all my truths about the relationship, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's really just sort of, because sometimes when you're caught in the moment and when you're with somebody that is like that, they can, it's almost like being with, a, like, I don't know if this is, but it's like bipolar, kind of, right? So, like, when they're trying to make it up to you, they make you feel amazing because they're, like, full throttle charisma, full throttle apologizing just to make sure that your um, relationship goes back to homeostasis Mm -hmm. so that you can go back into the position they want you in. Mm -hmm. Um, And then... Yeah, because that's how the control works. Like, if they're no longer able to berate you and control you in that way, then they, like, use the other tactic of, like, let me love you and let me meet your needs. And then when you're back to that place of, like, feeling like, okay, like, our relationship maybe can work, then it just goes back into that same cycle. Yeah. And so when you're on that high of the true charisma, it's good to have that list. So you're like... This is not reality. This is reality. You have to be really clear on what reality is and be able to document it over a long period of time so that you don't get caught up in the cycle. Mm -hmm. Which can be really hard to do. Yeah, because it's really, you can get carried away. Because when you're with somebody, even if it's just like, it could be a work relationship, it could be any kind of relationship, when you're being, when you have that full throttle charisma being thrown at you, Mm Um, and being manipulated in that way you're just like you give excuses out your butthole for their previous misdeeds they're like Mm -hmm. it's not going to be like that again and you believe you believe their own bs yeah you have to stop believing that like and that's you're taking that's when you can take the power away the other thing is it's like really important to have this belief internalized that they will never change that they will not change if you've tried therapy and it hasn't helped you can try multiple ther- therapies, but most likely they won't even want to go to therapy, but they probably will not change and because they don't know how to accept accountability. Mm-hmm. And it might be like false accountability, like, oh, like I accept my part, but then the focus is, they might even say those words, like I accept, like I know this part is my fault, but then the focus goes back on you again. Mm-hmm. And like, even though this part's my fault, the rest of it is your fault. Yeah. And again, like the attention shifts. So you have to, and you also have to accept that this person will never fulfill your needs. Like, yeah, because they're, 
innately just 100% selfish. Yeah. They're only focused on themselves and what they need. Mm -hmm. They will never be able to fulfill your need, nor do they even care. They don't care what your needs are, nor do they want to care. Yeah. And again, it probably will never turn fruitful. Yes. Yeah, probably not fruitful. It probably will never be fruitful. No. Um, Well, that's sad. (laughs) But I mean, it is what it is. And Mm -hmm. you don't know you're dealing with that type of person. 100%, 100%, right? Because they're, they're very rarely fully diagnosed. You they're saying? rarely... Well, yeah, because they don't go to therapy. First of all, they, if you think you're a narcissist and you're thinking of going to therapy, most likely you might not be a narcissist. Mm-hmm. Um, most narcissists don't go to therapy unless there's like a huge um, like reason to go. Like There might be, like for example, like maybe they don't want a divorce because it might affect their self-image. So then they might be forced to go to one or two sessions, mm-hmm. but nothing really comes out of it because they, again, in order to be in therapy, you have to be able to accept responsibility. Um, they might be really uh, like, they might have difficulty with their children or their children are acting out. And so then they might seek therapy for that reason. But really it's because they want the therapist to change the other person. The other person. Yeah. Gotcha. So it's sort of like they're trying to gaslight then not just one person, two people. Yeah, that's how they live. They live by, that's how they live. And they, they're, they're masters. They're just master manipulators. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you, so there's this um, YouTube channel that I really enjoy um, watching every once in a while. And they usually deal with like disabilities and rare chromosomal anomalies and um, people who are afflicted with that. Um, but this person they had who was a, uh, sociopath and anti-social anti oops hold on yeah anti-social uh, personality disorder yeah this one and he talks about it and it, it was just like my jaw was on the ground i have to send it to you oh my gosh yeah send it to me this it's it's so unbelievably fascinating and i just yeah most sociopaths are in jail <laughs> most of the time yeah and it's it's amazing to see like um how therapy helped him but at the same time, he's sort of, sort of like um, ambivalent in else's emotions. It's very strange. Um, it's very fascinating. Um, but I don't. You definitely know. have like the, those rare cases where like there might be success in treatment. But even like even when I was taking um, a training uh, for um, for uh, for personality disorders, mm-hmm. they said that like the goal of treatment is just to kind of increase empathy a little bit but it's not really necessarily it's just really hard for a narcissist to change or even to seek help in the first place yeah and then even in therapy to change because every if so everything is everybody else's fault then then you know there's nothing that they can change about themselves yeah um so i don't I wouldn't know what to tell this lady if she's with a true narcissist. It might not be. It might be something she wants to talk to somebody about and see if it's in her benefit to maybe vacate that. Yeah. <laughs> that role. And part of part of um, if to under part of a relationship, I think, is um, to try like if you want to save your relationship, of course, like try different things and go to ther- go to different therapists if there's spe- some therapists are specifically trained to work with narcissistic personality disorder um and those therapists i would seek those therapists out i personally am not trained um 
in narcissistic personality disorder. And so I don't really see that many um, in my practice, but there are specific therapists that are trained. So if you would like for that person to change, and if you think they have narcissists, if they, you think that they are a true narcissist and they lack empathy, then I would ha- go to somebody who's specifically trained and deals with that disorder. Well, thank you for talking on this question because it's it's not an easy one for somebody to deal with. And it, sometimes it feels like there's no hope. Yeah, and like one of the ways that I can tell in my practice that you may be even dealing with like narcissistic psychological abuse is by when the person is blaming themselves, is crying, feels like they've tried every single thing possible and just nothing is working. Most likely... And they're taking a lot of responsibility for stuff that's not their responsibility or in their control. I can usually tell, like, okay, there's some sort of psychological manipulation going on in the relationship. Mm-hmm. And it's really, really important to set boundaries. Um, I think setting boundaries can be really helpful. That's Setting boundaries means that you, not to necessarily change. The purpose of boundaries isn't to change the other person's behavior. It's to accept the other person for who they are and to make decisions based on that. Mm-hmm. So you know that this person is going to minimize, deny, and blame if you bring any concern up. So your job is to just not bring up any concerns then and just ask yourself, okay, they're not going to be able to meet any of my, my needs. How can I now fulfill my own needs? Mm-hmm. I think that's the first start. If you are stuck in a narcissistic relationship, you have to realize that if you, there's no escape and you can't necessarily leave, you, you need to get your emotional needs met by somebody else. Yeah. And I don't mean like cheating or anything. I just meant no, by no, no, just yeah. like going to therapy to process some of that or like having a really strong support system, people who can, um, people who validate you and they see you for who you are and they give you constructive feedback and you can't let the narcissist um, distort your, the view of yourself. Mm-hmm. You have to really work on separating yourself from their view of you, which is really hard to do because it is actually very healthy to accept influence in relationships. And it's you want your spouse to be happy with you and you want your spouse to have a positive view of you. And so that's a very healthy thing. It just doesn't work when you're in a relationship with somebody who's an, a psychological abuser. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, so if you guys have any questions that you want... Um Subba to answer please please comment below on our instagram or on the website and you know the other thing i was going to say to add to that and i don't know if you want to leave this out or keep it in but the other thing that i was going to add to that is that like i feel like a lot of times in our culture like we don't really, like the women the the woman it doesn't have their own income or they might not be financially stable or they have all these children so then it's really hard to just like leave a yeah. relationship like that yeah and i would definitely say that like get yourself educated make sure that you have you're able to sustain yourself so that way like if you're ever you know in a situation like this hopefully you won't be but even if you're in a situation like this like and you can't leave necessarily right away mm-hmm. it's important to educate yourself to get yourself financially stable get yourself emotionally stable and that way you'll be able to make a better decision for yourself otherwise you feel like oh i can't leave because of my children i can't leave because of i don't have a job i can't leave because of x y and z there'll always be like that's a valid reason to not leave a relationship is finance finances so could that might like you might not have any other options so if you don't have any other options i would say try and make an option for yourself by going back to school by getting a job um and the other thing too um i would say with that is like you know a lot of times people are like well you know our child will um our child if our parent if if i you know get a divorce my child it will be really hard on my children and the thing i want to say is with that is that like 
it's already hard on your child to see you being psychologically abused than to not see you being psychologically abused. Mm -hmm. And so maybe they won't understand why you're getting a divorce right away. But if you explain it to them and if they are in their own therapy to kind of explore some of those feelings, I think that that is more helpful to them to stay in a relationship because you're afraid that it will have a negative impact on your child because mm. i promise you it's probably already having a negative that relation your relationship is already having a negative impact on your child yeah and honestly if you think about it in numbers um if you stay in with somebody who has a toxic mental health right um and they are actually making you have toxic mental health but if you then leave that relationship and then actually develop good personal growth and good mental health and really um, being mindful, they will then see at least one example of someone who works on like their internal and they have a healthy role model to then that they can then mirror. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. That's that's really well said. Yes, I agree 110 percent like working working on yourself and do that in the marriage. Like your focus now isn't your focus. There should be a shift in your focus of how do I mend this relationship to how do I now coexist in this relationship? How can I make this relationship safe for myself? And what do how can I take care of my own needs? Because clearly my spouse is unable to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. All right, so. All right. That's good. good. Good talk. Okay, good talk. Good talk. I know we added, we added at the end because I feel like there was just so much more to say. There, I mean, and there there's is. a lot of there's a lot to say on the topic. So if you guys have any questions, um, I would love to answer them. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Awesome. And you can find um, your Instagram is happiness.co.counseling. Yep, that is correct. Mm-hmm. And you can always comment there, or you can DM us. I know a lot of people have been communicating with me via DM um, on my Instagram, either on um, the podcast Instagram or on my own personal one, because they don't want to air their questions in the public forum. So feel free to do that as well, and we'll bring the questions in and have a little talky too. Yeah, that, <laughs> that would be great. Definitely DM. I don't often check my DMs. Um, so yes, DM at happy. DM, um, feel free to follow my account for like, um, information on therapy. Um, but definitely DM Nye and we, and she'll get the message to me and then we can definitely like talk more about yeah, it. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Inshallah. Alrighty. Thank you. Have a lovely week guys. Bye.